Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me on Treg Talks. You know, in life, I think we've all had experiences or things that we've gone through that have burned an image in our minds that we'll never forget. You know, we could call these the remember where you were moments of life. And all of us have different times in our lives that we remember exactly where we were when, and you fill in the blank, this happened. I think some obvious ones for the current generation is most of us all remember exactly where we were on the day the Twin Towers were hit on 9-11. As I was there at our ministry just getting started and working with some students and bringing TVs in so we could watch history unfold. I remember as an elementary student where I was when our classes were joined together on this little TV watching the Challenger go up and then seeing the Challenger explode and my teacher starting to cry and and just the emotion that was felt there and as a kid trying to process and figure all that out. That was a moment I'll never forget where I was. And some of you will have different ones. Maybe some of you listening can remember the day that JFK was assassinated. And that was a day you will never forget. I believe my mom talks about being sent home from school early as the country mourned the death of a president that everybody loved and everybody cherished, and especially his wife. And so we have those moments that are there, but even other events and and moments that have been etched into our minds that might not be as historic, you could say, or as life-changing, but they were still memories made in our minds in unique ways. One of those for me, as I think back on my childhood, was the very first time I ever played the Nintendo. No, not the Switch, the Nintendo, the original Nintendo NES, Nintendo Entertainment System. And we all went over to one of my best friend's house, Shane's house, and he had a a big hill in his backyard, and we went over to do some sled riding. And then after sled riding, we came in, and he showed us this Christmas present. It was something like I've never seen. Okay, This was not even close to what I was playing on an Atari. And he had Super Mario Brothers, and we we played it, and we were just mesmerized about what we were seeing. And then Excite Bike, which was like the most awesome game in the world, where this bike, you could actually make it do wheelies and ramp, and you could crash. Uh, this was life-changing for me as a child, and actually probably did in a lot of ways transform my childhood. I, I remember exactly where I was when that happened. And now some of you are thinking, all right, um, after reading the description and seeing the title of this post, what are you going to tell us now, Treg, that that you remember the first time and where you were when you saw an alien? Actually, yes, I do remember the first time I witnessed an alien, and that alien was E.T. I was at my cousin's house, and I don't remember. I'm sure it was a VHS. Maybe it was beta back then. I don't know. But but sitting down and watching E.T., the movie, for the very first time, man, what what a, a awesome movie. What a creative film. I mean, that was a movie that made you laugh. That was a movie that, in the minute, we all cried, right? That was a movie that, that we enjoyed. It was, it was drama. It was humor. I mean, it was, it was young, um, adventurous kids on bicycles. It just didn't get any better than E.T. 
And, and we all went away from there, you know, saying the phrase E.T. phone home, even though I think it really was E.T. home phone. But that was something that we all did, that we all took with us, that even today we still talk about or we would still understand. And it was genius. I could not wait to get an E.T. lunchbox for school. For Halloween, we all dressed up as E.T. It, it made a huge impact on us as kids. Now, E.T. also transformed the mindset about aliens. You think about aliens through the 60s and the 70s. You know, we're looking at Area 51, conspiracy theories, UFO abductions, you know, Time Magazine and different um, publications putting out different things about UFO sightings. And it was it was the war of the world's mentality. You know, it was the um, you'll never come back the same mentality. It was they're going to take over the world mindset when it came to aliens. And then as that started to tail off in the day of an age of information, you know, Hollywood jumped on it and, and just did a wonderful job with E.T. and making us go from a fear of aliens to a love of aliens. So now we have an E.T. doll that we all want to hold. We have a um, Flight of the Navigator movie that comes out that that's, makes you know spaceships and aliens fun. And then we continue to progress through time. And so, again, information continues to come out. Cell phones, cameras. Now, you know, we can tell if a, a pick has been altered or not or, or what these things were. And, and in this, this day and age of total knowledge everywhere we go and, and theories being debunked, aliens have gone from scary to love. Now... They start to develop then in the, the 90s and on as something just something to make fun of. So now we have Will Smith dressed up in his black as they go out and they, they kill these aliens and, and destroy them. But now, all of a sudden, we are back with UFO sightings. We are back with this increased number of, of sightings of aliens and, and Navy airplanes and and people seeing these aliens and putting them on their screens and putting it on YouTube and these videos of of navy fighter jets locking on to these mysterious targets flying across the sky are everywhere. And what is going on? Well, just in the last week, USA Today, even the last 3 days have put out two articles in regard to UFOs and and they're just about 3 or 4 days ago. One of the articles was we can't ignore this. UFO sightings spark concern from more than just conspiracy theorists. And and Joel Shannon writes this article and and he's talking about these UFOs and he says something interesting in it. He says, though UFOs are often synonymous with aliens in pop culture, those who study the phenomenon say UFOs should be understood by their literal name, unidentified flying objects. Once identified, they may have a mundane explanation, weather balloons, drones, or the planet Venus. But the very next paragraph says this. For now, some sightings don't have widely accepted explanations, including examples documented on camera by multiple witnesses and with radar. The most concerned about the phenomenon are, are some sightings suggesting advanced craft performing maneuvers that should not be physically possible. 
One, he goes on to quote, says, What I do know is that UFOs exist. We can't ignore this anymore. Former President Barack Obama says, There is footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't know exactly what they are. We can't explain how they move their trajectory. You say, okay, well, that's um, Democrat. I'm Republican. We don't believe in those kind of things. Well, hold your horses. Part of the $2.3 trillion Corona Relief Fund and the government funding spending signed by our President Donald Trump in 2021 had a line in it stating that Pentagon and Director of National Intelligence must deliver a non-classified report with a detailed analysis of unidentified aerial phenomena data. Okay, let's go on. A senator that I've liked, I've read his biography, autobiography, I actually have it autographed as a Florida senator, Marco Rubio. Marco Rubio said this in 60 Minutes, anything that enters an airspace that's not supposed to be there is a threat. He went on to say the stigma of UFOs should not keep the U.S. government from seriously investigating the unidentified flying objects seen by many military pilots. So what in the world is going on? I mean, are we all of a sudden seeing UFOs again for the first time? And is there going to be a UFO invasion upon the earth? Listen, as we talk about these things, I just want to guard that we do need to be careful. Um, even in our church right here in West Virginia, we have one or two that would not necessarily agree with others who say there are no UFOs. Um, they've seen UFOs, they know they're out there, and they believe they are out there. So the question is, how do we process all of this, and, and what do we do with all of this information? I mean, do we just say, hey, the Bible doesn't talk about it, so there could be UFOs? Do we take the side where God created the heavens and the earth, and the Lord came and died on the cross of Calvary for mankind. We don't see him coming to earth and dying for any other kind or any other planet for that matter. Uh, God has sustained life here upon the earth. He hasn't sustained life in any of the other planets. So, so humans stand out from, from all others. And we can, we can argue that and we can make an argument for that as we, as we look at this. But we need to really get into the scriptures and see what the Bible says. And again, some of you are thinking, aha, Trig, there you go. Let's see what the Bible says, but you're going to skip Ezekiel chapter 1. I'm not going to skip Ezekiel chapter 1. And if you're thinking, what is Ezekiel chapter 1? Well, if you take Ezekiel chapter 1 and you read this first vision that God gives Ezekiel, many over the years have taken that to look as though it's portraying a UFO. A flying saucer, you know, with the lights around it and the circle and the, the blinking lights and, and all of those things. And and if we want to stretch that, we can just as much as we can go to the book of Revelation and say that these locusts coming out of the deep with iron and and thunder coming out of their tails could be an Apache helicopter. If you want to do that, go for it. But the point is this, God is making a sign of himself, a theophany. It's an appearance of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in his bright and glorious person. And in Revelation, these are just created beasts that God has made that's going to come out that, that John has no other way of describing than the way he's describing it. And we really don't have any idea of what those are, even though it does make for a pretty cool-looking Apache helicopter. And so we don't know Ezekiel chapter 1, and we can't base any theories of UFOs on that. So where else do we go? I mean, 
where do we go in our scripture? Where do we go in the Bible when it comes to aliens and when it comes to these things? Well, I want to go first off here to Colossians chapter 1. And in Colossians chapter 1, we're, we're talking about God and the creation and, and who God is. And in Colossians chapter 1, we, we find a, a very familiar passage of scripture in verse 14, in who we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, building into this awesome passage of our Lord. And it says this, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. Verse 19, for it pleased the father that in him should all fullness dwell. Then we get back on how he made peace through his blood. When we think about aliens, there's some things we've got to recognize here in this passage of scripture. Okay, number one, no alien is ever going to be over God, right? Christ is the firstborn of every creature. All things were created by him. So if we are talking again about aliens and, and extraterrestrials and UFOs and spaceships and all these things, these things all had to be created by God. Everything in heaven and in earth. So as I look at these UFO sightings that are being stated and, and you know these Navy fighter jets locking onto these unidentified flying objects, fact of the matter is when I look at that, I've got to look at that as a created being of God. If that is a UFO, God put it there. Okay, so even if it's visible or invisible, some of these are invisible. We don't know what they are. Okay, so did God create that? 17 says he's before all things and by him these things consist. Okay, so if God created an alien, he is above those aliens. By him, those aliens exist. And here's what it says, though. All things were created by him and this is key for him. Now, why would an alien be made for him? Why are they out there? Some would say, well, these are demons. Well, I don't I don't think there's a need for demons to be flying around in spaceships. So so why would God do this? Why why would God create anything? Right? I, I think a, a follow-up passage that we could say as we look at this creation and and see that God created all things and made all these things is Psalm 19. Again, let's go to the heavens, let's go where these UFOs are. Okay, flying objects in the heavens. What does David say in Psalm 119 and verse 1? The heavens declare the glory of God. Period. Now, can a UFO declare the glory of God? I think that comes down to the bottom line and the question we've got to ask ourselves. Did God create these beings? And if God did create these beings, how do these beings bring him glory? Well, up to this point, I have not seen any way a UFO brings glory to God. There's not an article out there that talks about how God has made these, these beings and how God has made these UFOs and how God has used them um, for his glory. It's just not there. And maybe you could, you know, you want to call me or email me and tell me how, how that can happen and where that is. But I just don't see it. You know, 
God doesn't need a UFO to declare his glory. You just look at the, what we have right here on earth and you look at the stars and you look at the heavens and you look at the planets and, and you look how God designed all these things. I don't need more life to prove that God is an awesome God. I don't need more life to say that, oh, the, 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 we have a, a extra creation and man, God is so cool that he made aliens. No, I don't need that. We don't need that. We have all that we need within our grasp to, to glorify God with what he's given to us. So you're saying, so Treg, what you're saying in this is you don't believe that there are aliens. I'm sorry. I don't. Now, if I'm proven wrong in the next several months, fine. But again, history repeats itself. There's nothing new under the sun. But what I am saying is, you know, my generation was coming out of where aliens were scary and now aliens are loved. And so is it not then perfect media philosophy to come and take something that that I was just coming out of as a kid and coming into as a kid and taking it full circle again. You know, it's it's kind of like bell bottoms. You know, eventually they're going to come back. And and so let's let's bring these aliens back. Let's let's bring that fear of a UFO invasion back. Let's let's get this idea of an abduction back in the the minds of the people. You know, again, I it made it easy preaching, you know, we were going to all um, Christians were going to be raptured up and then everybody was going to believe a lie. And what was the lie going to be? Well, for years and years and years, you all remember some of you, the preaching in the camps and and the evangelists coming in saying, ah, it's going to be an alien invasion and all the Christians were taken up by the aliens. And you haven't heard that in years, but I think I could probably preach that again this Sunday and get away with it because of what we're seeing in this increase of the media making all this coverage about these unidentified flying objects. God created all things, and by him all things consist. I believe that we have all things given to us by God right here upon the earth at our disposal, and there's no other secrets that he has kept from history past that he is just going to show to us today right that that he's going to bring out and say surprise i've got something else no we have an almighty savior who's even greater than the angels that's greater than any ufo that could ever be created and that's where our focus and that's where our worship needs to be it needs to be on our great god and savior jesus christ not on all these other things around us Again, it goes back to Ezekiel chapter 1. What was the focus of that? It wasn't a UFO. It was Christ. And that's exactly where our focus needs to be, folks. So let's not get caught up in all this hype and everything that's going on and go uh, pick at Area 51. Let's just keep our eyes focused on the Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, thanking him for all the things that he's given to us, remembering that he holds all these things by the hand of his power, by all the him, all these things consist and we've got nothing to worry about when it comes to an abduction. And even though you might think your children okay, could be an alien, um, chances are, no, they've just inherited some of your um, characteristics and genetics. Thank you so much for listening to Trade Talks. I hope this was an uh, insightful uh, lesson for you today. And if you have someone that you know that could benefit from this or might enjoy listening to this, I'd appreciate it if you would like it and share it and let others know. Have a wonderful day.
guys so much for tuning in to Trade Talks. I hope this has been an encouraging lesson for you as we talked about ET. Now you can go home phone and talk to someone else about this podcast. Let them know what's out there. And I would just really appreciate it if you would rate this podcast and share it with others who might enjoy it as well. Have a wonderful day.